Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Well, it's official. Footy Prime is now on television. And the reviews are in. Karen S. writes, Wow, it was so great to finally put faces to those voices. Grant R. writes, Boy, I didn't think TV could get any worse. Alfonso D. says, So they'll just put anyone on TV nowadays? Moira R. says, What the F? Are you serious? What am I actually watching? And Jimmy, you should see a doctor. And Yanish Y. says, How the hell did you get into my house? Footy Prime the Podcast, every Monday night at 7.30 on One Soccer. Yeah, we don't get it either. Footy Prime, let's get this party started. And do you have any spare change? It's true. He's it's, it's not lying. And the, the reviewers aren't lying either. We made it through... Episode one this week on One Sucker. And I think we have bleeped, what, a dozen times, maybe? Was it a dozen? I'm guessing it's got to be about a dozen out times. A couple times. Yeah. Okay, so they blurred. Craig was talking about we all gave the finger That's at one lot. point. So that got blurred. So I guess you're not allowed to give the TV no. viewers the finger? Although it's funny, they weren't blurred, right? They put out the Footy Prime logos. Oh, even yeah, it was, it was funny. I liked it actually. I like that's good. great. Yeah, mm. um, but you have to. I mean, I, I, I'm not criticizing one sucker. No, when you have television, head. you have to answer to things like the CRTC, <laughs> and there are certain words you can't use apparently. But we have difficulty controlling ourselves. I guess dubs especially. Well, she dropped the first. She said the word shit, right? And mm. uh, we tried to Craig cover said it, and Oh, right. But dickhead made it. Asshole didn't. But piss off didn't make it. Take the piss. Pussyfoot. Take the piss, sorry. Take the piss didn't make it. We need to get some TV etiquette. I have no idea what we can and what we can't say. Well, it just didn't make sense to me with dickhead and you couldn't say anything, everything else. I, and, I threw out a, a big old cunt in there and, and that made it. <laughs> <laughs> Strangely enough. That's fine. Um. <laughs> Dubs used the word pussyfoot when we were talking about uh, the nation's uh, animal symbol, the beaver. She used the word pussyfoot. Yes. And I looked up pussyfoot and it's a verb uh, from the Oxford Dictionary and it's act in a cautious or non-committal way. So 
I think that's really, uh, I mean, she used it properly. Yeah. In context. It's all about context. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> she knew what she was doing. <laughs> I mean, she's verbose. She's, uh, you know, she's got great, great uh, lexicon. <laughs> oh, it was fun, birthday. though, wasn't it? It was fun. It's her birthday, too. Oh, that's right. It's Dub's birthday today. Happy birthday, Dub's. 46. Ooh, you're not. You're just, I guess we could look it up. It's on our wiki. I think it's 46, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. She yeah. keeps saying 36, but she looks 46. Let's be honest. <laughs> Happy birthday, Dubs. When you, when you hear this on Thursday morning during drop-off, I apologize for Wunga there. She's um, been bashing me all week. But No, I, I thought all together for a first episode, a few wrinkles here and there, but uh, it was really good. Mm-hmm. I think it worked. People seem to enjoy it. We should give people the update on Jimmy's eye. It's looking better, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot better, fellas. Oh, it is better. It's that still thing horrible, is, but it's that thing is really better. weird. We want to lance it. We've got to lance that thing. <laughs> yeah, but you owned it, Jimmy. Well done for owning it on, on television. First, well, I, had, I, had no, I had no choice, Charms, did I? No. I had to take it. I knew what I, I knew what I was getting into. I tried my ass to, to get a hold of it. It woke me up in the morning. Pull me up and have an espresso. <laughs> and I just I had to deal with it. It's been heavy. I tell you what, it's fatigue sets in the eye with this thing on my eyelid. It gets very heavy throughout the day. Well, I mean, you don't work your eyelid muscles that much, do you? I mean, you're blinking, obviously, but I mean, when you're carrying extra weight. <laughs> No, but it does. It gets uh, people think you're emotional now too, because every time I go somewhere, it's just teary, and they're like, mm-hmm. "You okay? You all right, son?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, all right." Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you did something you, funny. Uh, Listen, to this right after the show, I didn't tell you guys. Did you put that this, egg under your eyelid? Yeah, yeah, I put the egg on. Listen, to this just before we get to football. This was brilliant. So I go for a little bit of lunch. Right, he calls me up after the show, and I was like. He goes, you fast some lunch? I was like, yeah, yeah. So just by my house, right? It's a little local. I was like, come on, we'll go in there. We'll have a little bite to eat. We'll just have a quick bite and then off we go. We get into the pub. There's about maybe seven seven older ladies sitting at this table, okay? So I said to my buddy, so I'll be back in a second. I just got to go to the washroom. I go to the men's washroom. I'm standing in the urine, right? Doing my thing. And all of a sudden, the bathroom door opens, okay? And this old woman gets out, right? So she looks at me. She's like, oh, I must be in the wrong bathroom. <laughs> okay. I was like, what, what gave that away? The two urinals that you walked by before you went in there? She's like, I didn't even realize. I was like, okay. So sure enough, she goes to the sink. She's washing her hands, taking her time. Before you know it, I'm standing at the sink beside her, full on conversation. Okay. Her name's Rebecca, lovely lady, lady, used to work at South Lake Hospital. <laughs> Having a conversation in the man's toilet with this woman that's about 78. <laughs> so I think she probably said, I had, a, I had a quickie with that guy over there. When I, when I turned back and I looked, and obviously with my eye, she probably thought I was winking at them. <laughs> and I give her a little wave. <laughs> She's like nudging her friends. Every time I got up, they were racing to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that you made a day, right? That has made her day probably a week, maybe a month. Yeah, I've never done that before. 
washing my hands in the men's toilet with an older woman. <laughs> it's a lovely story. So, Rebecca, if you're listening, thank you. You made Jimmy's day. Yeah. Not the other end. You made Jimmy's day. Yeah. Not a care um, in the world either. So uh, the breaking news, I guess, as we're recording is that there's a report out there that the Whitecaps are about to sign Junior Hoylet, who's currently a free agent, hasn't re-signed with Reading. So the veteran midfielder joining his boys, Richie Raya, Sam Adekubi, um, isn't in time by, I think the roster freeze is this Friday, I believe, isn't it, Jimmy? Yeah. So in comes Junior Hoylet to Vancouver. Cardoza moves out, sounds of things. But this is a strategic plan, it seems, isn't it? To I become Canada's team. I think it's a, a very good signing. You got a, a a quality player, deadly on set set pieces, um, experienced and a natural leader. Just another another piece of the puzzle that they're building at Vancouver. They're quietly building a, a very, very good squad. Really, really good squad. Mm-hmm. And I'm liking where they're where they're going right now. I like the direction. I like what they're bringing in. Um, and I think it's an exciting move for for Junior Hoylet. The only issue, the only issue that I have is, and I can only share just with my experience, is that when you do come back and you, you know you're in your 30s, you've been playing and training on a carpet your whole life over in England, and now he's coming onto that artificial turf training, playing games, it does catch up to you a little bit, that turf. Fatigue does set in the legs. That's for sure. It gets you in the end. Sorry, Craig, I thought you were about to talk there. <laughs> I keep seeing your mouth opening. <laughs> Is Craig going to jump in there? Is this well, internet just once? I, 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 I was going to, if he's not going to talk, I'm going to, I'm going to quote Mikey Singh, who had a nice little uh, comment that said, Vancouver casually hijacking Bill Manning's five-year plan. That's and I thought that was too. really good. Yeah. I thought that was really good. And I would just sit there going, you know, uh, it, it making more Canadians part of your roster can never hurt you if they bring some talent. Yeah, I mean, what's what are we talking about? In Canada with MLS, you're not, you know, you're not losing anything. Yeah, he's a good player. I've always been a fan of him. I've always liked the way they plays. I remember watching him when he was in England, and uh, I think he's going to bring an awful lot to this team. It's well, another, the recent games in Canada, he looked really good, right? He was important. Yeah, really His good. crosses from his corners were amazing. Oh, his corners, his set plays, very, yeah. very good. Yeah. No, he's definitely, uh, well, at the very least, MLS caliber at this point in his career. He's probably better than that, actually. Um, but, but Craig, mm-hmm. I mean, to, to play off Jimmy's thoughts there, you got the World Cup, obviously, on home soil. In, in two years' time. But beyond even that, you have, have MLS and the Canadian teams, and up until now, TFC's made all the noise over the years, right? I know we're in the marketplace, but the big signings, the big names, right? They're not Canada's team by any stretch because, you know, Vancouver w- would obviously uh, dispute that as of Montreal. But they'd be the big splashes. To see what Vancouver's doing now, I think it's pretty smart because they could become Canada's de facto team if you haven't got an MLS market in your backyard, yeah. if you have Canadian players playing for you and good top starting Canadian players. Well, I don't think that if any of the MLS teams are probably always going to debate whether it was Canada's team. I don't think any of them want to want any of the other teams to be that team, but 
certainly success is going to bring a lot of attention to the team. They made some really good acquisitions. It's an exciting team. Yeah, they've got every chance of going deep in the playoffs, in my opinion. And with the, the additions like of Junior Hoyle, like Jimmy said, like that the delivery that he's got, the experience that he's got, he's always been a top quality player. His goals have dropped down a little bit. He's not going to give you a lot in that department. But saying that, um, you, you never know. I guess at MLS level, it'll be interesting to see what he's got left. Um, but the turf could be a bit of a factor. But overall, um, he'll be fine in that department. He's used to playing on that a little bit. We internationally, isn't he? Is is it knees, ankles, hips, Jimmy? That that generally take the, the brunt of it when you first yeah all, all of all of your charms all of it you do you you really feel it in your legs after a while you know when you're when you're young yeah okay no problem you can you get through it but when you're a little bit older it it does uh have an impact that's for sure you feel it in your ankles knees your hips it gets to you after really does but i i just i genuinely like the, i mean look we've we've talked about it before we I think we we all agree that we we love the way that they're playing right now. They've got some good players, great additions. You know, the Whitecaps have kind of always been that team that's just over there on the West Coast. And, you know, you look at Montreal, they had some impact when they got, you know, Terry Henry came in, Drogba came in. They've had some big names in that club. TFC, the same. They've got some had some big hype around the, the organization. And Vancouver was always kind of that team just flying under the radar. But I think this is... This is their time right now where they're going to capitalize on on what they've got. And I think they're uh, they're going to be uh, the big team in Canada at the moment. Well, sixth in the West right now, thirty eight points, a point up on Minnesota in seventh. I think they did most fans would. <laughs> I think Craig's like seventeen seconds behind <laughs> on this internet. Poor Craig, I know how he feels, but. Only Craig feels this way every week. <laughs> he's, he's popped out again now. So look at his face. If we could just show that, that could be a good promo. <laughs> look at his face. Oh, we have to get this sorted out. I don't know what we're going to do. He moved apartments for Christ's sakes. Move buildings thinking he could get better internet. It's pretty funny. If we had some fucking competition in this country, we would have some fucking choices on what internet server we would have. Have, we have monopolies <laughs> and duopolies in this country, whether you're the fucking airlines or the fucking telecommunication companies. Jesus, fuck, this is pissing me off. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but how do you really feel, Craig, about this situation in Canada right now? Man. No, I think you're back now. I think it's good. Okay, Craig, one, oh, two, three, God. four, five. Oh, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> is part of our shtick well listen as as we figure that out um as i mentioned the the roster freeze in mls is this uh friday sebastian javinko's still training i believe at tfc hasn't signed anything yet but obviously if he's going to it's going to be by friday at some point um and and i don't know about this one we we had discussed this before about the, the mess that tfc is in and herman's coming in october the 1st Jimmy, is it worth bringing a guy that late in his career when, when you could be given minutes perhaps in a meaningless season at this point to to younger players to get minutes? Or is it just the romance of the thing? Oh, you just bring Seba back, get the fans something to cheer about. Yeah, I think it's a bit of both, right? You, you get him back. He is a legend at the club. He's, um, 
It's done an awful lot for the organization. And you're just getting another body in. I think a little bit of hype as well, a little bit of energy back in the building and back in the stadium. And if you can produce and get you a couple of goals and, you know, get get the fans back on their feet again, I think it'd be a nice little touch. That's for sure. You buying into it, Craig? If it happens? I didn't even hear what he said. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, you know what? You, you're the next um, just drive over to Wonga's <laughs> can you jump in an Uber <laughs> pop over Maybe to Wonga's nice I'm not even yeah, home what are you wearing there well <laughs> it, it's maybe it's all the polyester in this because it's, it's 100% polyester it's a centenary top Adidas so Ipswich, 1989 yeah. You stay away from a flame, though, because you're going to go straight up. Picking up some static, I think, on my internet. <laughs> that could be what it is. I'm not sure who's giving the static or not. His, the top his, tra- his, his track jacket's giving him static. <laughs> oh, this is painful. It's really painful. <laughs> I, I want to hear what Craig has to say. I really do. We all do. Um. Well, listen, maybe pop out again, Craig, and then come back in again. And we'll continue in, in the meantime. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see whether mm-hmm. Seba signs or not. And obviously, it'll be fun to watch him play. I get that. But I don't know. I just wonder if, if minutes for a younger player in MLS or find out what you really have with, I don't know, CJ Sapong or whoever it's going to be. Yeah, but, you, maybe know, Sean, you know, on the flip side of that, they, they have been playing all the young players. They had a spell there where they yeah. they had like 13 players that were out. They were signing them. They were playing all the um, the USL players and was it TFC2? And, mm-hmm. you know, so all those young guys were getting games. They were getting more minutes when, than what they should be getting. Yeah, but is Seba going to be part of the solution even next season? He's, he's not, is he? No, not I, don't for, I don't know for I next think. season, but it, like I said, it's just, I think it's just a bit of hype. Get the romance back and get the fans cheering for something. I suppose so, but I don't know. Listen, I guess there's no wrong or right answer there, really. But I think it's it's PR more than anything. But I hope well, I'm wrong. I hope it works out. I really. What do. if he comes? What if he comes and shits the bed? Then it's basically who cares, right? We made a shot. Everyone's. I mean, our buddy Jeff Nesker is always. You know, I think he wants Giovanco back like no one else. Um, and he wants Giovanco back of 2016, yeah, 15. Exactly. That's what he wants. You're not going to get that, right? <laughs> no. No, you're not. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm, I want it to work. I thoroughly, honestly, I, I'd be nothing. No one be happy. But what to would see work? You. It's a great. You want to work charms, but what would work be for? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, bringing him out. What would it mean to your point? Do you, is he going to be around next year? Is he? Is he just coming out for eight weeks and they, you know, they sign him? let him resi- uh, retire as a TFC player is, you know, it's one of those kind of her- mm-hmm. last hurrahs kind of thing. Is that what it is? Is that what it's supposed to be? Or it's. Well, you can always do that. Like you see all the time anyway, you sign yeah. for a day contract and then they, they retire you know, mm-hmm. from that team. Um, but in, in this case, what success? Yeah. I don't know. Just, just staying healthy, popping a couple of goals, being competitive for a few games. So at least, that there's some hope maybe bring something to the younger players. 
I, I, I don't know if Seba's that kind of leader that can, you know, take the kids under his wing. It's a pretty small wingspan, in fairness. Can he do that? You know, I, I just don't know if there's that kind of guy. Who's Maybe taller? Insigne or Seba? Oh, I think Insigne probably just about. Jimmy, do you know? Well, between John Herman, Insigne, and Giovanco. Combined, got Peter Crouch. <laughs> I mean, if they all stacked on top of each other, yeah, you probably hit Peter Crouch's height, wouldn't you? Well, we were in an elevator with uh, Insigne, you and I, and he was, we couldn't see him because of his entourage. Like mm-hmm. they were, and they weren't tall. So he's, he's <laughs> probably about, yeah, it was close. He's about five, six ish, maybe five, five. Yeah, I think so, Seb is five, four, isn't he? I think that's, uh, okay. If not the official height, that's, that's what he is. He's, he's minute. Yeah. Makes oh, us we'll feel see. good, hey, doesn't it? Hey, listen, TFC could do what's that? Makes us feel all right, doesn't yeah. it? I'm, I'm not all right. Professional yeah. athlete. yeah, but let's <laughs> let's be honest. Their, their season's over right now. It's done. Yeah, it's yeah. finished. There's nothing to play for. So why not bring him back and get him going again and see what if he can produce a little bit of magic for everybody? The integrity of the game, Jimmy. You're playing other teams, maybe in playoff battles. You're not there. It's not the circus, right? You should be playing and putting out a competitive team. But you're not bringing in a nobody. You're bringing in somebody that hasn't played football in how long? When was his last top five football? When? Well, Saudi Saudi Arabia. Where did he go? When was that? Saudi Arabia, yeah. When was that? Is that top flight? No. Far from it. I think we've been down that road. (laughs) But that wasn't, what, a year ago, maybe? was his last uh, big game? Yeah. Hey, maybe it'll be a fairy tale. I really hope it is, because goddamn, this fan base needs it. That's for sure. Um, All right, so England smashed Scotland. In a friendly, um, which was which was fun. But listen, are, are we getting overblown by this? Do fans get overblown? Obviously, we know that. Um, we know Jude Bellingham was great. We know Harry Kane scored. But how do you keep your team's feet on the ground? Because that kind of game, right? It's a friendly, but it's against the old enemy. It's great never atmosphere. A friendly, never a friendly between those no, two charms. Right, precisely. But it's class as that, right? But it was obviously volatile and, and an incredible atmosphere. Um, for this one, by the way, so, I think so, it's the oldest international football match it is. in the that world. One hundred and fifty years, Jimmy. Woof, it's crazy. Yeah. The oldest international. Do you know what the score was in the first one? Uh, Scotland one two one. No, one one Eight, six. No, no, you're all what wrong. Nil nil. For who? <laughs> never gets old, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> it never gets old. But yeah, okay, Craig. Let's Craig's back now. Let's try again. So so how when you played, like you played certain games, big games, small games, how did you keep the team's feet on the ground when perhaps they were being championed and celebrated off the pitch? Well, I don't think there's anybody in the England squad gonna get carried away with that. They get put. They get put in their place pretty quickly. Look how they treat Harry Maguire. That's a, a big story. That's a that that for me is like just getting out of hand. He is just the punch bag, and he doesn't deserve that. Did you hear Gareth Southgate's quotes post match about that? I never heard Gareth Southgate sound so mm-hmm. so passionate. He goes um, about that in the way because the Scotland fans were were cheering every successful pass <laughs> Harry Maguire made, and he comes on, he scores the own goal. The poor man. 
But then, uh, yeah, so Southgate goes, uh, but it's a joke. I've never known a player treated like he is, not by the Scottish fans, not by our own commentators, pundits, whatever it is. They've created something beyond anything I've ever seen. He's been an absolute stalwart in the second most successful England team in decades. He's been an absolute key part of that. I've talked about the importance of our senior players. He's been crucial amongst that. Every time he goes in the field, the resilience he shows, the balls he shows is absolutely incredible. He's a top player. We're all with him, and our fans were brilliant with him tonight. Uh, the reaction tonight is a consequence of idiots, really, from our side who have created that environment. That's Gareth Southgate, right, Jimmy? He doesn't, generally speaking, show too much emotion, but he's had enough yeah. of it. Do you, do you want your, your manager coming out and backing you like that publicly, or would you rather him just not say a word and hopefully no you, uh, i think uh, listen, i think i think most most footballers and most most professionals in the industry uh would be back in harry queen uh sorry harry Maguire, because you you genuinely don't want to see that because you know how hard it is you know the abuse you get as a player um and you know the work that every footballer puts in behind the scenes that the the fans don't see and uh he's number one target at the moment and uh, you, you definitely don't want to wish that upon anybody. You know, you can only think, imagine, imagine that was you as a player. You know, how, how bad must that be? I mean, this is a, this is a profession where, you know, we play the game uh, because we, we've grown up loving it. We love it and we're very fortunate to get in those positions where, yeah, you're, you're playing high-level high, high football, international football. You're doing what you love. Um, and you, we've all taken abuse from fans. Um, and that's why they, they always say, you know, as a footballer, you've got to have thick skin. It's water off a duck's back, whatever comes at you, you know, because you can't react and you can't say what you want to say sometimes to, to the fans. Um, but sometimes the fans um, feel that they have a right to abuse you when you're on the, on the pitch because they're looking at this thing more or less saying you guys are entertainers and I'm paying to come watch you and you're not performing um, so I'm going to say whatever I want to say. Now, nowhere else in the world, you wouldn't go in, into any any profession and, and hammer hammer players or people within that industry um, just because you can. But all of a sudden, you know, on the football side, we just feel it's okay that you, you can abuse, and not just footballers, any athlete. You feel that they can just uh, abuse them. And the biggest thing that they always say is, well, the money that you're making, too bad. you gotta you got to be able to take it. That's crap. And it's right? it's it's no, nah, it's not fair. You know, at the end of the day, he's a, he's just he, he's another man. He's a family man. He's you know whether you got kids or not. You know, there's you have a life. You're you're an individual. You're a human. You don't deserve the abuse that the the guy's getting. No. And, and with him, I mean, he's also a really good player. That's what I don't get. Yeah, he has some high profile mistakes and it happened again against Scotland with the own goal. Right, I, I get that. But when he was at Hull and and Leicester. He was respected enormously. Goes to United, a bad United team, and it just goes wrong for him there. Mm-hmm. He gets captain's armband. He's a figurehead of an era that, that is a shadow of what United used to be, and he's almost like the whipping boy because of it. And yeah, he hasn't played great football. I get that, but I still think Harry Maguire is a really good footballer. And if he got a move, and for some reason he stayed at United this, this uh, offseason, maybe another club couldn't afford his wages. Maybe he's so proud. He wants to prove to the fans and to Eric Ten Hag he can play for that club. But for whatever reason, he stayed where he was because um, he could have moved, I'm sure, if he really wanted to. But I really think that if he moved to another club, maybe not a super club, but a big club, a good club, he could be really successful again. 
he's got all the attributes to still be a very good footballer. And then suddenly, Craig, all this crap will go away, but not until he leaves United, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think you nailed it with United and just the fact that he's at a high-profile club, a high-profile international. Um, it's There's a certain level of criticism that I think is acceptable, and then it, I would say that level is being pushed with, uh, with Harry Maguire. So, you know, Jimmy, you know you could have easily done exactly the same thing as a defender where that ball is placed and ends up in the net it's just so quickly it just the mistakes happen but everything that he makes every time he makes any kind of mistake it's uh it's blown way out of proportion because i i do believe he's a a, a very good center back was it he ever is. craig a, a not the world's greatest but he's a very good center no back. He, he is like i i think for me personally i think if you're harry mcguire i think you need to get out of england now hmm. go on to the continent go play somewhere else that would be in the back of my mind. I'd be just, yeah. I need, I need a change. I need something new. I need a fresh start. I need to get away from all of this because when you're in England, and if you've actually been there in the day to day in England, it's difficult. It's a grind. It's hard. It's in the press. It's on the media. It's everywhere. Every single day, you're taking abuse. So if I was him, I'd be like, look, get me, get me somewhere. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Else. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. Um, Gareth Southgate rates him still, though, and he still picks him. I, I don't quite get that loyalty. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's too much loyalty, isn't there, really, with, with Southgate, I think, and certain players. Um, yeah, but in the World Cup, he did well. He did. He, didn't, he wasn't the problem, that's for sure. No, he wasn't the problem in the yeah. World Cup at yeah. all. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And when he puts on that England jersey, he's not the problem. That ball that came in, yeah. Look, he's done. He done what every other defender is going to do. The, the minute you turn and you face goal as a defender, that's 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 part of the problem. You you you're going to score an own goal half the time yeah. because you're just trying to get something on it to block it so that you can protect the keeper, stop the ball coming across the box, getting into the striker's mm-hmm. feet, and we all do it. And if you know, it's just his luck that he has at the moment, which just stinks. It's terrible. Yeah, if you let it run, you're going to get criticized for that too. So- <laughs> if you let it run, the striker taps it in. You're going to get hammered. <laughs> Almost worse, right? Almost worse. At least trying to get a foot to the ball, and right. being unfortunate. Yeah. Hey, Craig, was there ever a teammate you had that you had sympathy for because of the way he was being treated by the fans for a stretch of games, or weeks, or months, or? No, 
Oh, not really. I didn't, nothing comes to mind. It, usually the, the criticism was coming from uh, or going toward the entire team. Uh, but there was certain individuals, I suppose. But no, not nobody in particular that I thought was getting an over, overly a hard time. Yeah. Did you see uh, Leon? Uh, I think it was last week. They lost 4-1 to PSG. And at the end of the match, the ultras ushered them over to have a little word with them. And so all, all the players are lined up there facing the ultras in the one end. And there's the one capo with the, uh, the speakerphone just hammering and berating these players and saying that they're not fit to wear the shirt. So many great players before them have worn that shirt with such pride. And they just stood there and they just took it. It was amazing. This is like, what, game four of the season? Game three of the season? And they're having to just stand out there and just face up to the noise. It was you wouldn't see that in any other sport. <laughs> you wouldn't see it in North America, that's for sure. <laughs> it was. I mean, I don't know if I condone it or not. I mean, it was pretty early in the season, but I mean, the fact that they were happy, weren't happy to, but they were prepared to go and face. I give the players a lot of credit as well. But yeah, it, it was really something. Um, did you you be following this whole Mike Babcock in hockey situation the last couple of days? A little bit. Yeah, so, so essentially um, spitting chicklets, uh, which is basically us, but hockey. They're fantastic. Um, anyway, they, they, uh, they, they came out, Paul Bissonnette, with some, some commentary about what Mike Babcock, the new coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets, had, be, had been doing to his team. And basically, um, the accusation was he had made them feel uncomfortable by making them show family pictures to him in his office and putting on a TV screen, yada, yada, yada. Well, you know, the Blue Jackets... Some players came out, and and Babcock said that that was not the case. No one felt weird about it. It was just fine. So I think it's being overblown. But Babcock's such a polarizing figure. He's got some enemies, obviously. But my, my mm-hmm. point is, was there any coach or any methods that you found really uncomfortable and awkward anytime in, in your careers where you're like, man, I'm I'm not. This is not cool. I, I don't like the way the gaffer's dealing with this situation or or trying to build us up or. or break us down anything like that at all jimmy i don't know i'll let craig start with this one <laughs> <laughs> well with with babcock I, I think that it's an interesting one with him he keeps falling upwards as well like it's uh in hockey it, it's very unusual to have players criticize coaches especially when they're playing but even after the fact you really don't see it very often they 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 drift away and they just they keep their mouth shut. But with Babcock, there's several players that are quite happy to come out and say that this guy is just a wrong. And so uh, there has to be something to that. Um, I've never had a coach that polarizing before. There's Babcock. What yeah. about in, in the room, though? Uh, any one time, was it like any divisions where half room liked to coach, the other half didn't? Do you remember that kind of chemistry in the room? No, the guys were generally just too busy trying to look after themselves as far as, mm-hmm. you know, what your job is entailing and doing your job. And then to start with that before looking at anybody else, it's pretty, you have to be very careful when you're people in glass homes. I think the, the one, stones, one, you know what I mean? They'll always come back and bite you. The one, the one time I had it where there was a, somewhat of a little divide was when I went to Forest and I was young, met a few older guys there and. Um, you know, a few guys were starting to fall out with David Platt and, uh, 
I remember Quasi, Nigel Quasi. He was a he was a beauty, and he used to he used to call him Codhead. 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 <laughs> and I remember one time they were having an argument. They just heard Quasi yell at a dresser, "Piss off, Codhead! You need me, and I should be playing Codhead." <laughs> Why was he called Codhead? I've got to look this up in the Urban Dictionary. I don't know, because I guess maybe he thought his head looked like a cod. <laughs> I'm going to look up now, actually, a picture of a cod and then compare it to uh, David Platt, one of the great England players of all time. Nigel Quasi, he was he was a funny lad. He made me laugh. You know, great fish and chips. Hey? Um. <laughs> nice piece of cod. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Can't beat it. It says it's uh, our people from North Shields, a town in Tyne and Ware in the northeast of England. A person from Grimsby. A person from Grimsby, a fishing town in Lincolnshire. A person from Whitby, a town in North Yorkshire in the northeast of England. So is it was it supposed to be like a something about that? Well, where's Platt from? Let's find out where he's from. No, he just there you go. They, I don't know, Grimsby, Midnight and Grimsby. They didn't see eye to eye, they didn't see eye to eye, but Grimsby stinks. Yeah, this, uh, but going back, this Babcock thing, it does seem to follow this cat, doesn't it? To, To what Craig's, I mean, you can have a polarizing coach, but you really need a strong sense of leadership following them hit as players right like because mm-hmm. that's easy to fall out on look yeah. i i think i think look for me okay babcock hard-nosed old school now i th- i feel this is my own opinion that managers these days you you've got to adapt and you got to change with the times and you got to mm-hmm. adapt to the players that you have today because the the, the players are completely different now, if you want to keep your old school regime and the way that you are as an individual, hard nose, okay, that's fine. But your coaching staff have to be complete opposite to what you are. Mm. They have to be fun, bubbly, lively, get the dressing room going. Manager comes in, hard nose, says what he has to do. This is what I want, bang, bang, bang. And then you got your assistants, keep the dressing room a little bit, little bit lively. Now, if Babcock's hard nose and then is – his coach and staff are very similar to what he is. Fucking now, that's a toxic, toxic, toxic situation. Right. Very right. toxic. Yeah. You need that balance. You need that, you know, kind of good cop, bad cop, but you need totally. that. You you totally. You totally need that. Yeah. If you've got a hard, hard manager, and that's where maybe he's getting it wrong. Where Well, going back to Sharm's question, then who was the hardest nosed manager you've ever had? Craig and Jimmy. Uh, mm. For me, Tony Tony Pulis was very hard. Where was that? Uh, I had Tony Pulis at Bristol. I had Joe Jordan at Bristol as well. Both of them were very, very tough, tough managers. Like full old school. Oh yeah, like very, very tough. Like Tony Tony was good. He was he was very uh, he was aggressive in, in his approach, the way he spoke. You could tell he was he had something about him. Um, but he was he was good. He was good with you on the side of if you were on his side and he liked you, then he. He looked after you a little bit, but you knew don't mess with him mm. and don't piss him off. Um, those those two were probably the, the two managers where I, where I was like, woof, 
these guys got something about them. There's a presence here. Craig, for, for me, Bobby Ferguson, I mean, he was, <laughs> yeah. was my first team manager for very long, but you know, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, like, he was a lunatic. My lovelies. Like, what, what would he say? <laughs> my little baby. <laughs> you enjoy it. It's the best time of your lives. If you let me down, you'll never play for me again. <laughs> you actually find amazing about Craig's career is that because you know you played so long at Ipswich and then you're at West Ham for a number of years too. Um, you didn't actually play for that many coaches, right? Like you, you weren't a journeyman by any stretch. So I know you had, you know, each club had different coaches at different times, but it wasn't like you had this vast array of coaches. The coaches were the journeyman that, that played, you know, <laughs> for so many years though at the top level, right? That, that that's something. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There wasn't. I don't know how many at Ipswich. I'm going to guess four. Um, West Ham just uh, just Harry Redknapp and obviously I didn't Chelsea, get anybody fired on, on Chelsea. Was it, was it Hullet at Chelsea? Uh, Rude Hullet, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't what see a him poor being. manager. Poor yeah, manager. Was, was he? Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, he was just a boatload of talent. There's Zola Viali, Leboeuf, um, just incredible talent. And he was one of those guys, those great players who has always been around greatness, to be honest with you. And I think that coaching those guys and that level – is a difficult task for some of those guys. They don't make generally really good coaches very often, unless yeah. you're going to go right to the very top. But he, he just played. We played short-sided games, and the goalkeepers trained uh, individually and by ourselves. And then uh, we would join in and do small-sided games. Fantastic talent, though. Like what best five sides I've ever been involved with? I mean, Zola and Viali, just like just different level. It was something else. How about Canada? Who was I remember also when remember remember went to Los Angeles and he was just blown away by all the rules and everything. And it's like he didn't know what hit him. Did not yeah. know what hit him. And then having to coach college kids as well as star players, he had no chance. No shot. Yeah, he was one of the great players away. With that AC Milan team of the the late 80s. Holy shit. Just ridiculous, mm -hmm. wasn't it? I actually saw him play when I was in the youth team. We had a tournament in Holland um, against PSV Eindhoven and various Dutch clubs, ran the European clubs. And we went to a game and he was playing for PSV at the time. And he played center back in the first half and he played up front in the second half. It, it, he was, it was incredible the level that this guy was at at that time. You could just see he was going to be one of the very best or the best around and it was his generation. Fantastic. Play anywhere. How did that Dutch team not win a World Cup? Exactly, because they implode all the time. Yeah. They end up arguing with each other. They won Everybody Euro, had... though, didn't they? The all European Championships back in those days in 88. Van Basten, Koeman, mm. Hullet, um, Weikard. Oh, I, that, that's when I, I really fell in love with, with, uh, with the game and and Frank Redgard was one of my favorite players. I remember watching him at Varsity Stadium. Frank Redgard, Hullet, the, the Dutch team was absolutely ridiculous, and they were all monsters by the way. You don't, you don't remember seeing Craig Forrest at Varsity Stadium? <laughs> I didn't watch them, but like back then, like you're talking about these guys were at like the highest profile clubs where yeah. every, every Canadian that was playing the game wanted to get to. Jimmy, why were they at Varsity? 
It was a, uh, what was it? Friendly before the World Cup, wasn't it? Yeah. Friendly before the World Cup. They played their entire starting lineup. Yeah. Talent. Did they really? Wow. Oh, man. It, it was something else. They were good. They were amazing. Like ridiculous. Yeah. I remember leaving the stadium. I was like, I've never seen football played like that before in my life. Van Basten was, what, 27, I think, when he They won 3-0. It could, have, it, it could have been 6, 7-0 if they wanted it to be. They took their foot off the pedal. I've never – there's the only time I've been involved with a football club, a football team in a game match where a team took the foot off blatantly, obviously, that they weren't going to put any more goals in in the second half. It was 3-0 at halftime. We had played four really tough games against Morocco, Spain, Brazil, Germany – and this is a, the 11 days spell, and it was our fifth game, and we didn't have a big enough squad. We were, the guys were fucking out on their feet, and the Dutch knew that. The manager knew that, um, and they just they just uh, they just played around us and played keep ball. But the standard was just different class. That yeah, was awesome. Yeah, that is one thing about the World Cup coming here in 2026. The build up to it before the World Cup actually kicks off, and, and the potential for Really, really great friendly matches. It's kind of exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Well, hopefully, yeah, yourself, they, boys. No, well, you hope you hope they're going to play some friendly yep. in Toronto or elsewhere in Canada, right? Because it's great for great for the football fans to to go out and watch some international games. That's what Canada is trying to sell to try to get the likes of, you know, like an Argentine or Brazil or somebody like that here that, hey, come and get, you know, you get used to the your surroundings a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, drop that $5 million appearance fee. <laughs> yeah, precisely. <laughs> hey, maybe things are worked out by 2026. Maybe. Hopefully. Um, here, stay I'll, with I'll that. Give that I'll, I'll give you that lineup for the Netherlands. Oh, yeah. You like. Oh, I'm going to advertise them. <laughs> oh, Craig's got more than one window open in his computer. This doesn't bode well. No. Yeah, it seems to be working all right. Okay, I would love to. I would love to hear that lineup. Yep. Well, the coach, Dick Advocat. Dick Advocat. Okay. Dick Rangers X, right? Yeah. Dennis Burkamp scored in the seventh minute. Over Mars <laughs> in the thirteenth minute, and Reichardt in the thirty-seventh minute. Yeah. Uh, the starting lineup was Ed DeHoy, uh, Frank DeBoer, Ronald Koeman, Stan Volk. Volkisks, yeah, Ronald De Boer, uh, Vim Jonk, Jonk, Mark Overmars, Frank Reichard, Jan Voiters, uh, Dennis Burkamp, and Brian Roy coming off wow. the bench. Nottingham Forest, Brian Van Roy. Gobble, favorite name, Gobble Gobble. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, John Bosman, oh, John Bosman, yeah. controversial figure. Hey. Wonger. Yeah. Who is John Bosman? Uh, he's the first astronaut to ever play in the Premier League. There's a ruling. There's a rule after him. <laughs> I doubt The know. Bosman rule, I think they the call Bosman it. Bosman rule. What was it? What was it? Free agency in soccer. Oh, free agency. Yes. Mm-hmm. You've, you've spoken about Bosman rule before. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of astronauts and spacemen, you know that tomorrow NASA are going to apparently have a big announcement about UFOs. And today in Mexico, I think the Mexican Senate was um, uh, presented. You see that little, um, that little yeah, thousand-year-old alien. 
That's right. Yeah, the one that looked like a one from Hollywood. You mean that looked a lot like a, <laughs> like yeah. a cynic? Yeah. So what's cynic. happening tomorrow? The the Mexicans are welcoming. They made a phone call to the UFOs and said, "We're going to parade oh. you." Like what's happening? Big party? I think so. I think tomorrow yeah. is first contact. Or well, I hope second so. because obviously they're they're prepared. The aliens are all getting dressed up for the occasion. Official contact. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool, though, wouldn't it? They're like, we're going to Mexico. It would explain. Messy, though, wouldn't it? Right? If if the aliens were already here, that would explain a lot. For now sure. we get it. Yeah. His mom had sex with an alien, and that was Messi, who was born. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. many people believe that our DNA is too um, complicated or whatever to, to be from this planet, and that we're from a, from a, a meteorite or from a, mm. a distant world. Oh, for fuck's sake! Where are we going here? I don't Jesus, know. you got to be some stupid Jesus fucker to Christ. think that. Why don't you? Why, why, is that any crazier than religion? Is it any crazier uh, than believing true. in a freaking god? <laughs> 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 it's no crazier than that. Uh, How many religions are there? Three thousand? Oh, thousands. I uh, listen. There's aliens. I'm a hundred percent sure of that. JC's aboard that boat. I know he is. Yes. Huh. I've oh. I, I've been on that boat, and they put things in my thing. <laughs> in your pee-pee hole? No, no, the other end. Uh, the love boat? There far, is aliens. Far more enjoyable. Just go under the gardener after 12 o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> but here's something. Me- I mean, Messi's a rather small person, and I mean, aliens are always, you know, projected as little people. So, mm-hmm. you know, think about it. A lot of great players are very small. They are. Same. Yeah, most of the great Same. ones are. Maradona, Pele. Here you go. Tiny. Hmm. Why is that? E.T. E.T. That's why. Nothing to do with a low center of gravity. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're the size of your torso, Craig. <laughs> yeah, that's right. My actual Craig's gra- torso my, is out of this world. My center of gravity is actually quite low. It's like my, my knees. <laughs> <laughs> like a weeble. <laughs> um, okay. Um... Wonga, do you have anything from your mail stack today? Yeah, I, I really like this one. Uh, it's from 807Fish, and he says, with transfer fees so inflated these days, how much would Jimmy Brennan and Craig Forrest sell for today? Jimmy went to Forrest, Nottingham Forest, for 1.5, and Craiger to West Ham for half a million back in the day, according to their wiki pages. How and much that's what goalkeepers they- cost nothing. I don't know. You tell me. No, they didn't get anything, right? Goalkeepers okay. are cheap. So, so now, when you have $70 million goalkeepers, every transfer window. Okay. Tell, Let's ask yeah, them. What, what do you I think, think Sharms, yeah, I think Sharms and Jimmy make a guess at Craig first, and then Craig say higher or lower, and then we'll do the same with Jimmy. So Jimmy and Sharms, what do you think Craig would have gone for, knowing his career at the time, at his best Back back. then, when when did he get sold? Uh, He, Gregor, when did you get sold? Or when did you get? I was 30 at the time. Yeah, but what year was it? 97. Fucking, what's that, like 25 million today? Probably, but he's Canadian, which does factor against him, right? Unfortunately. It doesn't matter because he had 13 years playing there before he got sold. Yeah, probably 25. I reckon Ooh. 20, 25 probably. Because keepers, I mean, aside from the, you get the Allisons and Edisons of the world, you don't actually get that many crazy priced goalkeepers just yet. But yeah, 
I'd say 20, 25. That sounds about fair. Does that sound fair, Craig? Well, a lot of money back then. Better than Aspilicueta, I tell you that much. Aspilicueta. Oh, who, Jimmy? Aspilicueta. Oh, sorry, what's his name? Yeah, Aspilicueta, whatever his name is. Kepa. Kepa. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That was a weird one. One of the ones, the the, the goalkeeper, the most expensive one for years was Buffon, right? Mm. Palmer to Juve. Yeah, now there's a guy that was worth every penny. Actually, that's a good point because he set the world record, Palmer to Juve, and that wasn't actually long after. Let me find out this quickly. When was that? 90? I'm find that out right now. That might be early 2000s, I'm guessing. Uh, bear with me. Keep talking, though. Keep talking. I keep talking. Jimmy's price. Okay, well, Jimmy, Jimmy, when did you go to Forest for 90, 1.5? 99, 2000. And so, then there was, I think there was incentives as well after so many appearances. So, Craiger, how much you, your guess for, for Jimmy in nowadays going to Forest? Oh, 20, 25 million, I would think. Yeah. 30 million. 30 million, Jimmy. For a fullback. Yeah. Or would it be a wing or a fullback then, Jimmy? No, it was a wingback. Well, that's when the wingback wing position was coming in. Yeah. Wow. And And what do you guys do on... 2001 Wednesday pod. nights with us. Uh, <laughs> fucking podcast. 2001. <laughs> What's that one? I'm just saying. What are they doing with us on Wednesday I nights? I don't know. Fucking podcast, Jimmy says. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he, um, Buffon joined Palmer. So Juve from Palmer in 2001 for 53 million euros. And that's so, Buffon. The Canadian. best goalkeeper in the world at the time. What year, Sharms? 2001. So the Euro at the time. And that blew away any previous record for a goalkeeper. Blew it away. So I think we might be a bit high on Craig, and that's not anything against Craig. It's just a market. And we went, we went for pounds as well. Yes. Well, Maybe back then, yeah. And that was two point, like it was, it was double back then. Yeah. yeah. Double and a half Canadian. Yeah. yeah. I think what we've determined here is that we have no idea. Yes. Keppa they played they paid eighty million euros for for Keppa. Are you fucking kidding me? So eight oh seven fish. We we took your question and we have come up with nothing. <laughs> it was we a good a question ball, though. Give him a ballpark. A great we question. A ballpark. It's a great it's a question. terrible answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this this isn't. There's smarter people listening than us who could probably do some kind of a, uh, I don't know, inflation divided by cost of goods sold times Craig's age minus the division he played in, and then get some kind of weird number that would be relative to Gigi Buffon four years later and uh, Allison four years ago, whenever it was. Mm. So there you have. I hope you satisfied everyone with the answer there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> breaks my heart. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? Right. Every every generation, Craig. Every generation of footballer says, "Man, I wish I was born a little bit later." Every generation. Yeah, well, that just depresses. Craig and Jimmy would have blown it on us, anyways. Hey, fellas, <laughs> going down to the pub. Fellas, let's go. Let's go to the vape shop. Fellas, yeah, we have another relationship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cut it okay. Up, well. Man. I think uh, we're all pretty tired. I'm tired right now. You tired? Yeah. 
I think it will. Yeah, it's been. You know what? It's been a busy week it's when we started week. off with that show. You know. Yeah. So we'll like we'll get used to it. So if, I thought we brought some good energy though tonight. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, you know, um, last was it Sunday's podcast? Was it? Yeah, Sunday's. And yeah, I ripped it. How bad it was. Yeah. Um, I then listened to it on the way to one soccer on Monday, and it was actually really funny. It was good. It's a lot better than I thought. So you were right, Wanger. You were right. Well, so everyone knows <laughs> Sharms and Dubs are the hardest on themselves. Craig, Jimmy, JC, and I, we go, oh, every show is the best show. <laughs> yeah. Forgotten. Dubs actually show. self-critique, unlike everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to every show and just torture exactly. ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, uh, go into private chat, Sharms, just so you see our promos. Oh, I was about to get to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, there was uh, CPL tonight, wasn't there? Yeah. There was a draw, actually, Pacific. They tied Letico 1 1. And uh, yesterday, Cavalry qualified for the playoffs officially, beating Wanderers 2 1. Mm. Uh, we had Tommy on. Yep, that's why. Yeah. He was great, right. by the way. He was yeah, great. He was good. He does look and we should, like we, we should a say, we mentioned little wrinkles. The, the show um, went really smoothly. Um, but the one little wrinkle was when, when Dubs just disappeared and Tommy appeared out of nowhere mm-hmm. <laughs> when he wasn't supposed to. <laughs> that was hilarious. I quite enjoyed that. But I think uh, he rolled with it pr- really well, as did we. Um, so uh, with tonight's result, Pacific uh, obviously still in second place. Um, up on Forge. Um, Everyone with 24 games played apart from Vala and Vancouver are way down there right now. But anyway, we'll get into more of that on the next the next podcast. But yes, um, for any CPL action, and of course, One Soccer, and of course, us on Mondays, FuboTV.com. You can subscribe now at FuboTV.com slash Prime. And if you want to make all the games that much more interesting, have a little sprinkle, as Dubs would say, through TonyBet.ca. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? Yeah, wanna... right now on uh, if you go to fubotv.com slash footy prime, I think there's a save 20% deal right now. So 20% on the qu- the yearly, and I think it's 18 or 15% on the quarterly. So an opportunity to save some money. News and dubs on Friday and footy prime on one soccer. You can stream it on YouTube, find on fubotv and on the one soccer app. So make sure you go find our TV show for the next seven weeks at least. Live Mondays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on One Soccer. All right. Well, hope you enjoyed it, everyone. Now, Dubs, happy birthday. Mm-hmm. You look wonderful. We just love you to death, don't we? Yeah. Keep buying newspapers, bud. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Cheers for laughing. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 